you know, sometimes they don't always take our advice, but my job is kind of like as a physician going in and say, look, here's my assessment. Here's my diagnosis. This is the plan that I advise to put in place. Here's how we're going to implement it. Then we're going to continuously evaluate it. Welcome to the Circuit Magazine, the number one source of information on protection matters, the industry-leading magazine for all security professionals who want to stay ahead of the game. Breaking down silos and risk management. Today, Sean West and myself are delighted to be speaking with Andrew Peden, founder, CEO, strategic leader at L5L Solutions. And I guess breaking down silos has been talked about on the podcast before. Most notably, we talked about the Unified Protector with Bruce McIndoe, but the topic persists. But we're not talking, are we, Sean, about the eradication of EP? We're talking about something different. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting hearing what Andrew has to say, because I think he's what he's, he's talking about when he's talking about breaking down silos is having everyone on one level across the board so as opposed to having a pyramid type leadership structure everyone whether you're cyber ep man guarding you're all alongside each other as peers and you each have the permission to talk to each other and mingle as one so we're interested to hear his thoughts on that what the benefits of it are and what he sees as the downfalls of having the traditional way of having you know your, your team leaders and your your different departments running as they do yeah because there's kind of two competing ideas even in that which i think we've got to hash out one everything is flat and everyone is a, a peer but two there is a unified type of leader which kind of speaks to not being flat i don't know like i think we're going to have to work this out because sometimes people say break down silos but you know does that mean don't value the specialism it, I, I i i don't think it does no i think you can you can have a leader and you can have, you know, you, I class it as chess pieces. You know, you're you're the leader. You're looking at the chessboard and you're moving the pieces around. Um, you know, and that might be you're speaking to the cyber guy one day, man guarding team the next. You know, and why can't they speak to each other? And you're the strategic person at the top that moves them chess pieces and has the final decision when something comes. Because at the end of the day, there has to be someone who can take that final decision when, when required. When speaking to management or the client, you know, you, you have to have a leader there who's going to take responsibility for how these teams operate, or team, as he's mm. talking about. And 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 that responsibility is key. And you know, Andrew will have a wealth of experience. Whilst uh, he doesn't have a military or police background, he's 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 been in EP for quite a while now, and he's been writing all sorts of standards. He's been all sorts of ASIS committees. Um. So 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 I think this will absolutely uh, be useful. It also pushes the debate forward a bit. I think sometimes when we talk about this topic, we we say oh convergence and this skill and that skill and. There's sort of a pressure. Oh, EP, you need to learn how to code. You need to learn all about uh, every field. But no, I think this is a lot more niche, a lot more appreciative of the EP craft, whilst not, you know, you know, doing uh, it is something we've been doing for a long time. Right. So let's get into it with Andrew Peden, and we're going to be looking at breaking down silos and unified risk management.
And now, let's meet one of the contributors to The Circuit magazine. Risk management and breaking down silos. I'm very pleased to be speaking with Andrew Peden, CEO and founder of L5L Strategic Leadership Solutions. It's a great pleasure to have you on. How are you doing? Outstanding, and I'm looking forward to the conversation. Thanks, Pelham. And thanks for coming on because I know you yourself are a podcast host. You're, um, you know, previously involved in with a lot of community topics. What are we going to be talking about here? Because usually with our three quick fire questions, I say, what is the problem we're trying to solve? But maybe if I broaden it this uh, time to say, well, what is the, the, the topic we're going to address by breaking down silos and holistic risk management? Yeah, so we talked before we came on, and uh, hopefully I can remember what we discussed to uh, to kind of summarize. But you know, L five L Solutions, right? We're a strategic leadership advisory providing simple evidence based risk management solutions. You know, I've always said L five L elevates risk IQ to save lives, um, because what we're trying to do really is help elevate that mindset of not only the strategic mindset, the operational mindset, and the tactical front lines mindset, because that ripple effect literally changes the world. Okay, perfect. And so let, let's just go back a step. You know, we, we're very pleased to have you on, but where does your passion for this come from? Uh, well, my passion is my family. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what wakes me up in the morning is uh, the ability to, uh, I'm very blessed to have worked with and been around some phenomenal leaders and great mentors. And if I can help elevate the industry and maybe uh, help somebody else who's either, uh, you know, alongside me, behind me, in front of me to help them get where they need to be and help reduce risk, uh, why wouldn't you, in my opinion, right? So. Absolutely. And 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 I guess that means that no matter where you are in the puzzle, you can see the the bigger picture and and that's that's all part of breaking down silos but for the uninitiated protector i.e the you know executive protection close protection a professional out there who says but hang on this is my specialism uh i am ep what should they better understand about breaking down silos well that's the ep is a uh, a very broad spectrum right i mean ep you have to first, what's in your mind of what EP means? I mean, EP just doesn't mean that we're standing on a red carpet or opening a door or, or driving somebody. There's a lot involved. Um, so, you know, we have to protect the physical asset, the the principle, right? But it's also, I always say physical technology, people process. There's other terms people can use. Uh, you know, you can put supply chain in there. You can put uh, infrastructure in there, but we have to have a kind of a holistic approach to risk management as an EP professional. I think EP professionals, the ones that I've come across who are uh, experts in this field, are very broad-based. They're not siloed. They they're, have the ability to collaborate with others uh, inside and outside of their space. And that's what makes uh, a, a subject matter expert or professional uh, in the EP space or protection professional as far as I'm concerned. Fantastic. And I, and I think that leads to some of the previous podcast episodes we've had. We had Bruce McIndoe on and the Unified Protector. Uh, we've had uh, James Bohr talking a lot about, uh, you know, cyber skills for EP. But then I guess if you look at it that way, um, EP is a business. And, you know, why wouldn't you offer more services or link with more services? Um, 
Is, is that what it boils down to? Because if it's a corporation, then fine, I can see how you could attempt to restructure it. But but a lot of protectors, they're private industry, aren't they? They're, they're third parties. How does this sort of apply to them? Yeah, I mean, obviously it adds value, right? Um, just think of it, just break it down in anything, whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're in emergency services, whether you're a paramedic, an EMT, or whether you're uh, you know, an executive protector protecting the, the president or, or the king or queen, right? Uh, you're not just a one-tool individual. Uh, you know, first of all, your mind is the most important tool that you have on you, right? Uh, and it's that mindset. I need to be able to be adaptable, flexible. Uh, if I come across, yeah, I just actually, you mentioned Bruce. I actually just sat down with Bruce McAdoo yesterday in New York City, have, had a cup of coffee with him. When I went down there, I went to go park in a garage I'd already paid for. The road was closed. So I had to go around the block and go backwards and the wrong way down the road to get to the garage that I paid for, right? So you need to be able to adapt. Uh, on any detail I've ever been on, some of the most important tools that I came across or that I needed was duct tape. <laughs> uh, that's that's literally, um, but really it's your mind, right? So there's a lot of people you're going to be dealing with in executive protection detail. Uh, there's, there's PAs, there's assistants, there's marketing, there's different uh, teams, financial, whatever, uh, HR, legal, operations, finance, auditing, uh, many different units or divisions within an organization, they all work together. No one goes to work in any organization, any agency, and just says they stay in their own little cubicle and never leave. In healthcare, I have a healthcare background. Uh, every team is cross-functional. You go in a trauma setting, there's multiple cross-functional individuals there. It's the trauma surgeon, it's the ER doctor, it's a nurse, it's an anesthesiologist. There's multiple cross-functional units within that team to achieve a more positive outcome for that patient. I always look at my clients as patients. So my job is to educate them on by providing actionable intelligence, right? To help them make more accurate, informed decisions. That's obviously going to reduce risk and increase uh, reliability, maintain a competitive advantage, agility, and viability. Um, but, you know, sometimes they don't always take our advice, but my job is kind of like as a physician going in and say, look, here's my assessment. Here's my diagnosis. This is the plan that I advise to put in place. Here's how we're going to implement it. Then we're going to continuously evaluate it. They choose whether or not to implement that plan or choose to transfer some of that risk off in another direction. But you need to be able to adapt and be a continuous learner moving forward, whether you're a new EP agent or whether you're an experienced EP agent or whether you're just a risk manager or protective in personal or protective professional. And and so this this sounds very strategic, which I mean, it, 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 I get it in that I can see how the communication being open or maybe cross-functional teams, maybe, you know, in, in, in the armed forces, you've got uh, j4 j6 instead of just a and uh, n and and all, all of that right i can see i can see how being joined up is is really uh beneficial but but surely it does it send a message that being a specialist is almost not desirable because if you're a specialist then you're definitely not generalist no not at all uh think of a heart surgeon Heart surgeon is a specialist, but they deal with general surgeons. They deal with nurses. They deal with admin. They deal with HR. They deal with legal. They deal with executives. Just because you have a specialty doesn't mean that you can't collaborate with others. 
So of course you may have a specialist or a specialty that you're a specialist at, but your mindset and your ability to work with others is how you get things done. So we're talking about breaking down these silos, but how do we know they're there? Like, I mean, it seems well, obvious, doesn't it? No, it's, 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 it's that, but, but where are they? Like, is it, I mean, I could, pick up, I could pick up the phone to the head of cyber and go, hey, did you know you left your door unlocked? What 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 more silo do you, you know, is really there to break down? Yeah, they're, they're there. I, we laugh, <laughs> but, uh, but they're there. Um, so, it takes someone who is willing to put themselves out there and willing to be the sacrificial lamb <laughs> in order to break down those silos. It, it truly does because they're there. Um, and and I've faced them uh, multiple times in my uh, career. Um, and the people who are able to collaborate again cross-functionally just think of an EP, EP detail, right? Whether you're doing CP or whether you're doing advanced, uh, there's always going to be a PA for that that uh, principal you're dealing with. Are you talking to the PA or are you going to, you know, maybe build a relationship with that PA? How about the people you deal with at the hotel or, or people that you deal with at a conference or any location you're going to? You need to be able to speak to those people, right? If you're not talking outside of your team, um, there's a huge issue there with information sharing. And obviously it's going to affect the outcomes for your detail. Now let's think about it more strategically. Uh, in cybersecurity, there are definitely silos. In physical security, there's definitely silos. In risk management, there's definitely silos. Uh, just think about the cyber side. There's, you know, some people are doing SIM, some people are doing identity access, some people are doing email, some are endpoint. Uh, now the big, uh, bless you, now the big uh, strategic goal or vision or keywords are kind of single pane of glass, right? We're going to aggregate all these disparate solutions into one single pane of glass, bring everything together. Great. Let's do it. Uh, same thing with physical. Let's aggregate all these disparate solutions, bring them all under one umbrella and work together in order to achieve the best positive outcomes for all, right? Whether that's for crisis management for an organization that's a multinational corporation, could be a, uh, a beverage manufacturer, could be a, uh, a uh, uh, an airline uh, company, could be a healthcare organization, whatever. Whatever critical infrastructure sector you're in, we need to be able to collaborate with different units, cross functions in order to achieve uh, the strategic goals of that organization. I would say streamline organizational strategy to mitigate risk begins with a proactive mindset um, holistically across the enterprise, 360 degrees wide. It shouldn't be a standalone silo or division. So, but but for me, this feels like we're talking about a future flatter organization. In in that you, you mentioned the the medical example. Well, the uh, oncologist is a peer. Uh, well, apparently, maybe there's some funny rivalry, but they're a peer next to, I don't know, the GP next to uh, the, the heart surgeon. Is that what we're calling for? So, you know, head of EP is a peer of the head of, uh, the you know, SOC. Why not? <laughs> why not? Why why shouldn't they be peers? Um, and I, I don't have any military law enforcement experience. Uh, my father was a Marine. Um, but I didn't serve in the military or, or law enforcement myself. But, uh, you know, I've read a lot of books and I've met a lot of people, right? 
And special operations is kind of that flat horizontal leadership, right? And when you start to get more higher in any organization in executive leadership, it's kind of that flatter horizontal leadership across the organization, right? That's how that information is shared. So of course there's hierarchies, but you need to be able again to have that horizontal leadership or that flat leadership where it doesn't matter that the CEO is a CEO and you're the maybe the director of nursing or or the director of VP is talking to the the head of the SOC. You still need to be able to have a conversation so that way you can share information so that maybe what I'm holding, you may not know of. It may be real-time information that I have that can help you achieve your strategic goals. But do you think, I like it personally, I like it, but I can see some fiefdom uh, builders out there saying, um, you know, I don't want my tier one SOC analyst phoning up the CFO and having a chat. I would feel threatened. If uh, if a new EP uh, person uh, phones up the actuarial scientist working on whatever, right? It, 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 is that realistic? So so uh, that's not going to happen. That's <laughs> okay. So so the 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 EP or the tier one uh, SOC analyst is not calling the CFO, right? But there there needs to be channels where that line of communication is open. Right. So there's channels for that communication to occur. It doesn't mean that the staff nurse is talking to the director of nursing in an organization. It doesn't mean that the the uh, brand new EP agent is talking to the the head of GSOC or the you know director of EP for a multinational corporation. But there's a channel that that line of communication is open. OK, so still a little hierarchy so that it doesn't get completely it's not completely alien to the to the corporation. Um. All right. So are you, as uh, Bruce uh, was, a fan of the idea of the unified protector in that many people band about this idea? They say, well, in medicine, you know, going with the med medical analogy, you don't start as an, onco um, uh, an oncologist and work your way back to a GP. Uh, you work, you start as a GP and then you work your way to an oncologist or, 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 or generalist to specialist. But Bruce kind of indicated that maybe we need a common framework and then people specialize after. I think that the what he was discussing uh, from what I listened to and, and had a conversation with him is that framework is a great term that you just used. There's a framework that can be built upon and there's a, a process that can be followed so that people actually have an end goal. They know what they're trying to achieve. You know, I think a lot of this industry um, some of the challenges that this industry faces is there's really not that roadmap or that end goal that people can see, that they can follow. Um, cybersecurity has the same or similar challenges as well. Um, so let's take a profession for nursing or a doctor that you talk about. They're great. We keep going back to healthcare because it's kind of a simple, easy example to follow, right? So yes, there's a roadmap, there's a process to follow, right? Um, my background, I have corporate healthcare risk management leadership experience. I left corporate America, actually went to medical school. I did two years of prereqs in less than a year and a half. I worked with a cardiothoracic surgeon performing open heart surgeries for a year. And then I went away to St. George's University Medical School in Grenada. Too much to be away from the wife and kids. Came home, met some people who worked for the government, got me into risk management over a decade ago, right? Started on the physical side, then transitioned to boardrooms. That's where I belong. Change that strategic mindset, goes to operational middle management, goes to tactical front lines. That ripple effect changes the world. 
couple of years ago, I transitioned to digital, met people from the highest levels of the public sector, now in the private sector, became strategic partners with them, and then built out a complete suite of advanced cybersecurity solutions. Why do I mention that? I didn't have a roadmap to follow, but it was a lot of collaboration, a lot of education, a lot of continuous learning, a lot of research on my part. Two things I do really well that I'm an expert at are conducting research and building strategic partnerships. Um, so after a lot of trial and error, you know, I'm a scientist at heart. A lot of trial and error brought me down that path. But I think a lot of challenges in this industry or that it faces is that there's really not that roadmap for people to follow. Whether they're coming from a military background, law enforcement background, they're coming from a very structured background. They have a process or they have a, a roadmap to follow. They know if they go to this training or that school, they're going to go up in rank. And they're going to achieve X or Y or Z. Law enforcement, same thing, right? But coming from a private sector background, there really is not that roadmap unless it, you talk about academia, right? So college or master's degree or a PhD or doctor. Um, so there's that roadmap. But in this industry, there really isn't that roadmap. Sure, there's certifications, multiple associations. I'm not going to go there. So, uh, but, you know, <clears throat> training is excellent and education is excellent. Uh, uh, OJT is excellent also. Um, you need to get uh, you need to get an opportunity to get OJT, which is not always uh, easy, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, especially coming from outside the industry, unless you know somebody to get you in, I mean that's that's real that's reality, or that's the reality that I faced anyway. And I was lucky enough to be brought in uh, and had some great opportunities. Um, but I think a lot of the challenges faced here are that there's no real roadmap to follow. So my advice would be to you know get as much OG, ojt if as you can obviously go to get education and training but just think about education training everything you hear about in the ep industry is hey get medical training get driver training get this it's cross-functional training it's not just one tool there's a lot of tool in your tools in your toolbox to make you a more a uh, protective professional so we're already talking about um cross-functional and cross-collaboration that is breaking down those silos and making, you know, bringing more value as an individual protector to uh, yourself, your team and your organization. And I, and I love how you sort of extol the, the virtues of on the job training, uh, OJT, um, which if I'm honest, I've never heard broken down into that acronym, but now I'm going to use it all the time. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> no, because at the beginning I was thinking orange juice tea, really? Um, <laughs> um, anyway, no, the thing is, if 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 on the job training is as important as you highlight, and I, I I do agree with you, I see it a lot in the cyber world. People come out of cyber boot camps, uh, coding boot camps, and they can't work, but they uh, they get coached. They sit down, and it's a laborious process, but, but but they but they get on the job. So I can see that. Now I take your point. EP colleagues do lots of cross functional training, T triple C or whatever type of medical training they go off and they do it because they've got a realistic chance of using it at some stage sometime now i know you've had a great journey into the cyber world but i guess maybe you can see where i'm going what kind of cyber work are they going to have ojt you know experience of if they're in ep will they take the principal's phone off them and and do something to it will they play with their laptop in a hotel room what, what is what is that element well they're in, they'll ensure that the laptop is secure that's number one right um same with the phone any any devices 
Um, but I mean, I went to medical school, right? I, I was a paramedic in New York City, right? Uh, I went through TCCC and multiple tactical medical trainings, right? Uh, I was taken hostage, tased, put through a gas chamber, pepper sprayed in one. Did I ever use any of that on the job at any detail I worked up? No. What I used a lot was my mind, right? I keep hearing soft skills for years, soft skills, soft skills. So to me, I just, it makes complete sense to me of, you know, these, you keep talking about, we're talking about breaking down silos across functions. Um, soft skills is how you get things done. Being able to speak to people, being able to collaborate with others. You know, hey, what do you need? Hey, Pelham, nice to meet you. I'm Andrew. Hey, this is what we're trying to achieve. What are you here for? Oh, this is how I can help you. Let's help each other. Um, so I just think that moving forward, <clears throat> I think that the mindset of the individual is just that that cross-collaborative mindset and being able to be adaptable and flexible uh, moving forward. But you asked about cyber. Um, and my journey into it. My journey was, again, start on the physical side. Uh, I think I shared with you before we started, I got around some details and saw the people that not only a principal had around them, but the teams and the organizations and said, hey, you know, I'm a pretty smart guy. I've done this in corporate America. I can do it just as well, if not better. And I started my own business. Uh, then I started, I was blessed to get some opportunities to provide projects uh, or manage some projects. And then I transitioned to boardrooms. I said this before. Um, and then I transitioned to digital a couple of years back because to me, it was just a natural progression. I mean, everything is connected. There's 4 billion people in the world connected, 40 billion devices connected. By 2030, it'd be a trillion devices connected. I'm not a developer. I'm not a techie. You know, I grew up in the 70s and 80s. My best friends had ColecoVision, Atari, you know, writing DOS programming. Um, but I was like an athlete, right? Um, hanging out with them, playing Dungeons and Dragons. But uh, I never got into the techie side, but I know enough about computers where I can have a conversation to executive leaders about what strategic strategies they need to implement in order to ensure, again, competitive advantage, viability, and agility within their organization moving forward. And then I have a large network of experts that I can leverage when needed to bring in um, to um, fill that scope. So you don't have to become, you know, a, a trauma surgeon. You don't have to become a, you know, the best shooter on the range. You don't have to become the best driver in the world. You don't have to become the best medic on a detail. And you don't have to become a developer either. But you have to have some sort of baseline knowledge of what you can do that will, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's not about you solving all the problems, but maybe not creating more problems, right? Um, not knowing not what to or, or knowing what not to do is almost as important of, as knowing what to do. So more like the who the who you're going to call strategy or the, the appreciation for uh, other other fields. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in there right because I know what's going to happen. I know what the the rebuttal is going to be because I've heard it, and the rebuttal is going to be see that that's impossible because it's just calling somebody else. Well, let's think then. Let's take this for example. Um, all those people will say that. They own their own businesses, right? They're CEOs of their own business, right? They're founders, presidents, CEOs. Do they know everything about the business? Do they do their taxes? Do they know finance? Do they do marketing? Do they do digital, social media? They have somebody else that they call and help them. Mm. So it, again, it's a mindset. Let's step back for a second and think about it. You don't have to know everything. 
But if we put that perspective or, or if you put that, that if you're going to rebut what I just said and what other people say and say, see, it's, it's not possible. You can't do that. Then you have to look at the CEO that you're protecting and say, why is he a CEO? He doesn't know everything about his business. So what is he doing? So, you know, you don't have to know everything to be the CEO or you don't have to know everything to be the EP guy or you don't have to know everything to be that uh, the unified protector that you mentioned before. You just have to know how to get things done and and who can get it done if you can't. Who, who, do, you, who do you call? So do, do you think then that we should focus on breaking down silos in the world of quote unquote risk security? Because I, I can see you can offer the super service, right? Imagine, I mean, and some of the big uh, man guarding companies actually offer cyber as a sweetener to get access to their cyber, uh, to their man guarding things. And conversely, there are some uh, cyber MSSPs that are starting to offer uh, more man guarding electronic things to get access to whatever's more profitable. So are we talking about a super service? And if so, where does that end? Yeah, I think it's already happening, right? And I'm actually glad to see that. Uh, I saw that in the last couple of years in cyber where, and I, I dealt with this years ago in corporate America, where everybody, you know, wants to be a one source, one stop shop. Hey, I have, you know, multiple solutions for you. Come to me and I can help you. And I mean, that's, that's, it's not a novel idea. It's been going on for years, right? In business. Um, and in healthcare, it happens in finance, in any industry pick, we keep going back to healthcare, but I use it because it's a, a good example. Um, and I actually think that that's a good thing that you can have that one-stop shop. You can have the both the physical and the cyber solutions. Um, but then you also have those smaller teams, those smaller units or divisions that are experts in those specific um, um, you know, fields, but work together to achieve more positive outcomes for the client, right? For the whole. Um, so I actually think it's better. I think in what I've experienced in the cyber, what I see or observe in cyber is there's a lot of um, intentional, uh, there's a lot of confusion intentionally done to confuse the end user so that people will buy products, right? Um, and I I would rather see, and I'm, I'm seeing it, where there's more of that one-stop shop coming together and offer multiple solutions. It's already happening. Okay, but but like, should we suddenly gobble up legal and accounting? Because that would be an awesome arsenal to fire at something. Um, you know, it, it, you know, is the super service unlimited? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if we're here to discuss unlimited super service, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, uh, and, and we were talking about that, right? We're talking about, I mean, every room I've been in, it's, you know, there's, there's head of legal, there's, there's head of HR, uh, there's head of auditing, risk management, whatever. Risk managers are usually insurance guys or girls, whatever. Um, we're talking about risk management, right? Mm. And I, I stopped saying security years ago. Um, and again, and I'll go back to, it's how people perceive it. And I'll, I'll reiterate what Bruce said. It's how people perceive that, right? Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I think it needs to be elevated. The industry needs to be elevated. The, the people deserve credit who are doing it. They're great people who are providing it, right? But it's the the mind of the receiver or the mind of the, the person, the individual who are looking at it or, or hearing it. You know, it's that connotation. Um, so I think the elevation of the industry can start with words, Um 
and education and empowerment and and all of that but a lot of that will occur through cross collaboration uh within communities functions units uh, and breaking down those silos we have to come together as a, as a an industry in order to elevate it if we don't come together as an industry it's not going to be elevated it's really that simple and has this i mean i mentioned at the very beginning you also you know you, you you have other podcasts and and so it's great to have you know a host of podcasts you know on on a podcast so it's a podcast podcast of you know collaboration has has this topic come up on other podcasts you've been doing every single one every single one every single one we discuss uh cross collaboration and breaking down silos every single one and i you know when we created the the podcast for uh, asis international uh, crisis management business continuity steering committee um, I specifically say at the end of it that it's strategically designed to demonstrate that we practice what we preach by breaking down silos uh, and collaborating cross-functionally across units, across disciplines, across communities within the organization so that everybody is working together to achieve more positive outcomes for the whole. And as far as reception, it's it's very positively recepted by everybody involved and, and people who have attended or, or participated. I think people are craving it. I think people crave it. Um, I think people, you know, there's people that, uh, uh, I'm not going to put it on the people themselves uh, because, you know, people got to work, right? They got to feed their families. Um, but I think people crave it. I think the it's it's almost like pushing a boulder up a hill, right? And there's that old, uh, what is that, that old uh, Greek uh philosophy right about pushing the boulder up the hill i can't remember the guy's name uh who did it but he eventually uh stopped pushing the boulder up the hill right uh it, it's almost like it's it's really a lot of change management and changing an entire industry uh and just that mindset that mental paradigm shift it's not easy to do not easy to do okay so i and i think that's 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 one of the challenges of uh Sisyphus. uh he had some other less uh there you, there fun, you less fun challenges like mucking out a stable that never got clean <laughs> um but but yes so but for me this sounds like something that protectors that get higher up in their career this will be more relevant the higher up they go the more strategic they need to be the, the the people who have set up their own businesses suddenly need to think, oh, I'm offering TSCM. Oh, now I'm offering cyber TSCM. Ah, now I'm offering this, this, and this. So I, I feel that there's still a place for the specialist, as, as, as you kind of said, but it, as people progress, as people look to see, oh, I'm a, I'm a consultant now. I'm not just an operator. Um, suddenly, this unified protector, this breaking down of silos becomes... Uh, important. I, I I do wonder about the protector who's starting out. Whether this is completely for them beyond you should appreciate that there's loss prevention, there's gambling security, there there's uh, people from uh, special forces. There's uh, I mean, and and they don't talk. They these people they don't talk. Um, even within the communities. So 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 I wonder what what about the the new professional? There's a spot for everybody, Pelham. And you know, let's just break it down real simply: strategic, operational, tactical, right? So there's a spot for everybody. Strategic things: strategic C-suite, operational, middle management, tactical front lines. Where do you want to be? Uh, so focus on your end goal, where you want to end up, and then you know, make a roadmap for yourself and and 
plan it out and just get it done. Do it. Uh, and no one else is going to do it for you. Uh, in this industry, you need to be proactive. Um, and the the sky is the there is no limit, actually. You can do and become whatever you want to do or become. I mean, look at me. <laughs> it really is. I, I, we talk about it. It's, it's not easy. It takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of years. And you need a support system behind you. I wouldn't be anywhere where I am now if it wasn't for my wife and my family. It's really that simple. So you do need a support system in place. Um, you know, definitely network and build a support system. And again, put that strategic operational and tactical mindset into your network. So you have strategic uh, contacts. Think about it as associations, right? Uh, or or organizations. You know, operational could be the, uh, they're the people that you work with, colleagues, right? And then tactical can be those personal contacts, whether it's mentors, friends, family. So think of it, put it in those boxes like that and then build out your network and then leverage it. Uh, leverage your network uh, and don't be afraid to give things, uh, give your time or your knowledge or your insights. Don't be afraid to give it away for free at some point or some time um, because it, it should come back to you. Um, but yeah, so it just put a roadmap together. You have to put the roadmap together yourself and use that strategic operational tactical mindset to build your network and then leverage those people and organizations within that network to get where you want to be. Fantastic. And that, and that kind of solves the, the, the challenge of the new protector and the seasoned protector, uh, strategic operation tactical. Love it. Um, right. So Andrew, where can we next find you? What are you next doing? Um, what, uh, what can we expect to see uh, in the coming weeks, months? So uh, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, and my website, but LinkedIn is where I'm at. I'm very active there. And uh, what I'm focused on now, again, is just uh, helping like-minded individuals, collaborating with like-minded individuals to uh, elevate risk IQ to save lives and uh, help organizations do what they do best, which is uh, you know maintain their competitive advantage, agility, and viability. Fantastic. Well, um, I, I hope uh, people get a chance to see you at some of the upcoming trade shows and uh, everything like that. Um, I know I know a number of people in the industry know you. Uh, we, we've already referred to, you know, people have very kindly been on the podcast. So it's nice to, to weave it into the canon uh, of the Circuit Magazine podcast. Um, Andrew, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's been a great pleasure to have you on. This has been Risk Management and Breaking Down Silos. This is a, another fantastic edition of the Circuit Magazine podcast. Well, thank you very much, Andrew Peden, for coming on and talking about breaking down silos and unified risk management. And I think the idea of the unified protector is not going away. Is it quite how, you know, we imagine it a singular human or perhaps a team or perhaps a structure, a reporting line? I, I don't know. What, what, did you, what did you take away from today's session, Sean? No, it was interesting listening to Andrew and his his point of view. And I think Fundamentally, there's no right way or wrong way. You can, there's many ways to skin a cat, right? You can have that pyramid of leadership and you can have your different departments and, you know, no one size fits all. It, it depends who you're working with, how you mold that solution. And I think you can do that in many different ways. So does it work having everyone, peers alongside each other? You mentioned having, you know, working with family officers where you have the accounts team, the 
HR teams, the security teams. Um, and I think he went on and said, when he's talking about breaking down the silo, it's within risk management as opposed to bringing in all of the other facets. But yeah, I, I think it all works. If you can mold it around your client, you get the right team, you get the right leader there at the top, then that's what's going to knit it all together. And as I said, it would be marvellous to have the, the unified team without end. Yeah, it'd be lovely to have general counsel. Imagine any legal question. Boom, got it. Um, but as he said, you know, there are limits, you know, risk uh, players, risk managers, um, you know, and he doesn't like the term security. Uh, same as Bruce. Um, but but hey, no, good. I'm glad we I'm glad we're covering this topic and it sort of pushes the needle forward instead of the oh, uh, Sean, you've got to go and do a coding boot camp. Why? to appreciate some other function. No, you don't, you don't need to do that to appreciate another function. You need to be a strategic risk manager. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate that. And you know what? Funnily enough, Andrew very kindly uh, kindly came to um, one of uh, my events uh, this week, uh, virtually when uh, we talked a lot about uh, you know data protection and privacy and, and all of that. So thanks, Andrew, for popping in there. Um, I, I, I recently saw a lot of our uh, NABA community in uh, Phoenix and also Atlanta uh, for the seventh annual Convergence Forum, where the Circuit Magazine were a media partner, that was fantastic. Uh, we had uh, we had several of our listeners on, and you know, uh, absolutely fantastic to see so many enthusiastic people there. Um, uh, Sean, I don't think even I uh, told you this, but uh, that, that there were people there who said I've been listening to the podcast since the beginning, and I was just like, wow, I didn't know. And and obviously, if that's you, then thanks for uh, thanks for listening. We had uh, friends of the community that people would know and love, uh, from Craig McKim, Christian West, uh, Chuck Randolph, um, but 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 also others like um, Hernie Vendelis, Rhett Weddle, uh, um, Scott Walker. We've had Scott Walker on the podcast before. Alan Sakella, we've had him on the podcast before. Uh, Natasha Ryan from North Group. She's uh, been on a load of things that many people uh, might uh, might appreciate. And I and I really, if I'm if I'm missing anyone out, I, I do apologise. But one more shout out, and I know this is this is me telling you my news um, uh, as well as our dear audience. A uh, very, very kind uh, gentleman welcomed me in Atlanta, uh, Tim Crockett, who has a big background in all things uh, media, uh, security, uh, knows, of course, Ken Perry and, uh, and Costain and uh, and all of that. So he very kindly took me around Atlanta on a Sunday morning uh, when he could have been doing something else, but he chose to come and help me. So anyway, there we go. Lots, lots, lots of things to report back on, but I thought I'd do those shout outs, Sean. No, that's great. I, I love hearing about your jet setting, running these events, and I, you know, I can't wait till you do the next one in the UK, particularly the EP Technology Forum in January, which is always my favourite event of the year. Oh, fantastic. Yes, yes. <laughs> that reminds me, I've got a few phone calls to make, a few things to do for that. Um, but uh, but it's but it's lovely to fly the Circuit Magazine flag in uh, all these uh, different places. Um, what about for you, Sean? What's uh, what's new? Uh, what what would you like people to sort of think about uh, as as we go forward in this week? Well, it's a lot of change for me. Also, we're working on the latest issue of the Circuit Magazine, as always. So if you do have some articles or you want to be featured, please send them in. And also, on a personal note, I'm busy going through a transition at the moment from being an EP service provider, whilst I still have my company providing that, 
I'm now stepping into the coaching space to help security business owners and security professionals level up their business and careers. So that's a new exciting path that I'm embarking on, which I'm sure you'll hear about in due course over the, maybe on the circuit podcast, maybe we'll do a podcast, me and you, and we can talk about it at some point down the line. That would be that would be great, and 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 how can people sort of learn more about what you're what you're doing? Well, over the next week, I'll be launching the new website. Um, they can connect with me on LinkedIn, um, and that's where I was, you know putting out a lot of my content at the moment. And yeah, I guess LinkedIn will be the first point of call, and then you can be directed to the website, and you can click on a discovery call. And if I can help you out, it would be great. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, well, that's great for the community and great uh, to see everything uh, move along. Um, and uh, and Sean, yes, you mentioned the magazine. If you have that article that you've been sitting on, now is the time uh, because we need to get it in and get it out for the next edition. Um, please keep the community uh, as vibrant as you have been on the BBA Connect app and the NABA Protector app. Um, and uh, and yes, I, I mean, be a unified protector, be a community protector. I don't know. Andrew, uh, you know, thanks very much for being our guest today. Um, maybe this is a method of breaking down silos. Maybe the podcast breaks down silos. Anyway, maybe I'm going too far with the analogy. But this is great. Thanks very much. And, uh, you know, this has been another fantastic edition of the Circuit Magazine podcast. You have been listening to the Circuit Magazine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and be sure to not miss an episode.